What's going on, everybody? Listen, if you're ready to put your podcast out there and get your message out to the world and help impact a lot of people, Anchor is the way to do it. It's a free service. Uh, you're able to upload your information uh, and your recordings, or you're also able to do your recordings right on Anchor. It distributes it for you. Uh, it puts it all together for you. It's very, very simple to use, very easy to use. And uh, if you're ready to start and put your podcast out there, this is the platform to use. What's up, everybody? My name is Clay Smeltzer, and this is the Purpose Infused Men's Podcast, bringing men together to help rebuild masculinity with heart and purpose, helping good men do great things all around this world. So without further ado, let's get on with the show. What's up, guys? We are back here for the Purposeful Body Series. I got Philip, I got Kevin, and this week we are going to talk about your body and how do we get our bodies in a healthy space. Uh, before, we talked about uh, your mindset and that how that is so important in order for you to be able to keep yourself healthy. Because our goal, guys, is really to be healthy. You know, you, if you want to be that jack person, cool. Uh, if you don't want to be that jack person, cool. But whatever it is, let's move our bodies and then let's put good things in our body and then let's have a good mindset so we can continue to keep ourselves healthy. We want to be around for a very long time. We don't want to shorten our lives because we're not willing to do some of the little things that we can in order to have a healthy life and uh, a healthy uh, a healthy career and be ready to go out and impact a lot of people. So, Philip, Kevin, welcome, guys. What's up? What's up? Yeah, hey, good, to be, good to be be here again, and uh, thanks for having us on. And super excited to learn from both the gentlemen today. Absolutely. So today we're going to talk about our body, uh, how we can move it. We're really going to stay in that movement, and we really want to look at those different tiers. Somebody who's a beginner, somebody who's like kind of in the middle. I just totally forgot that word, whatever that is. Uh, you know, in that middle, that moderate person, and then somebody who is advanced. So we got kind of those three different tiers. Uh, there might be a fourth tier in there uh, or what it whatnot, but we really want to be able to give. Uh, people and men an opportunity to do some of those different activities that can be in those different re uh, um, realms there so that we can continue to be healthy looking at specifically your movement so let's go let's go let's start with philip here first philip let's let's talk about kind of that transition of saying hey i start at the beginning and then move to more advanced stuff Let's get that. Let's start with that mindset piece in that thought process of starting at the beginning. So we'll touch back on the mindset. Uh, Kevin, we'll go to you on that uh, up through, and then we'll get into some actual activities and strategies we can use uh, to help out. All right, cool. Yeah. So first thing, a lot of people when they're getting started, they they struggle because they feel like they can't stay motivated the whole time. And as somebody who is on the, the advanced side, it's not about motivation. So you have to find out that why behind it all. And it's got to be bigger than you. It can't just be, hey, I want to get in really good shape. I want to get jacked. Because after a while, you're not going to see huge results. At the beginning, you see huge changes. You start losing a bunch of weight real quick. You start seeing muscle gains real quick. You're getting sore from every single workout. But as you get years into the process, you're not losing a bunch of weight quick because hopefully you're in a pretty good shape where you don't need to lose a bunch of weight. So you're not seeing a lot of change. You're not getting as sore anymore unless you're just constantly pushing yourself. And honestly, it's hard to push yourself so hard every day to keep getting sore from your workouts. And, and then you're not getting as much muscle gain either. So you're not seeing those same gains or weight losses as you did at the beginning. So you can't just stay motivated from that. So you have to find that bigger why. So that's the that's mindset behind it. What is this bigger why behind all of this? And like I talked on the last podcast, when I first started, my why was, hey, I wanted to get in better shape to look good for women. And turns out that was not a, that big of a why. And turns out women, you know, long story short, women weren't so interested in that. Yeah, maybe for like a one night hookup or something, but for long term relationships, that, that wasn't what they were looking for. But then it turned into just the, the love and passion for it. And now it's it's based on want for my future kids. I want to be in great shape for my future kids. And so that's my why. So you got to figure out what your why is. 
And so if you're just starting out some, some basic things, and we'll probably get into this a little bit later, but, you know, just start with the walk. Just start somewhere. Start going to the gym once or twice a week. You know, I usually say three times minimum. you got to push, pull, leg day. But you can start slow. I mean, obviously, it depends on where you're at. If you were, say, a former athlete and you've, you've been off the path for 10 years and now you're coming back, you know, maybe you can start going to the gym right away. But maybe you've never worked out before and you start with walking. You start with eating a little healthier. I always say, you know, don't do anything too drastic. You know, say you go out to McDonald's three times a day. Go from a large fry and Coke to a small Coke and a small fry. You know, just that on one meal, or you can even do it on two of them if you want. But that alone is going to help make some changes. And it's not going to be so drastic that you feel like you cut everything out. Yeah. Because that's the big problem, especially people starting out at the beginning. They want to go from, you know, I, I try and relate this back to a budget. You're spending $10,000 a month on your lifestyle, and now you're going to cut back to $1,000 a month on your lifestyle. How long do you think you're going to last on that lifestyle? You're not. So that's the same thing we need to do. Instead of going from spending $10,000 a month, let's cut back to eight or $9,000 a month. And you're not going to really feel the changes as much. So do the same thing with eating. And as you get to that intermediate level, maybe you're picking up to four or five times a week working out. You're really focusing more on that food and you're, you're starting to track the food instead of kind of what they call intuitive, intuitively eating, where you just kind of watch what you're eating and making sure you're getting in, you know, a good amount of protein, which is something you should look at trying to up your protein because most Americans don't eat enough protein if they're not tracking their foods. And so just try and eat more protein like chicken, beef, you know, turkey, fish, things like that. But as you get in that intermediate level, maybe start tracking a little bit, try to see, okay, you know, figure out what macros are. You can, you can look up stuff like that. We can talk about that later, but just look into that and figure out how to kind of track it, track some, some kind of system. You know, you don't have to do a macro system. There, there's plenty of other systems. I'm sure Kevin will go into his system that, that he uses with his clients. And so there's different ways to do this and no one way is right. The, the right way is the way that's going to work for you. And then finally getting to that advanced level. I mean, you might have to go five, six times a week. You might have to go from hitting every muscle group once to twice now. And it just depends on your workout style. Uh, this is, you know, just really <laughs> brief overview or trying to be brief overview, but really just going in there and doing that. And maybe now instead of doing walks, you're doing like sprints, you're doing long runs, you're doing, you know, extra cardio on top of that. And so you went from like maybe a 30 minute workout now to an hour workout, you know, so just changing it up and changing up the intensity is going to be the key for you on that advanced level. Awesome. I love that. I love what you said, you know, in there is, is just getting started is to take action especially. And then again, when, once we start taking action, then we can move to that intermediate and we can start building up and if we can get to that, that advanced level and build up some more. Uh, I really, uh, the, in my class uh, yesterday, I went through, uh, I had kids choose two different options and option one was, Hey, get a million dollars in your hand right now. Obviously that I don't have a million dollars to give students, but uh, that, that's why I said, you know, choice one was give a million dollars in your hand right now, or choice two was take a penny and double it every day for 31 days. So I just had them choose whichever one and, and just off of those, those bases. But when we look at it, a million dollars in hand is nice. It's nice and, and, and like, oh yeah, I can feel it. It's that instant gratification. I think that's kind of what you were talking to there as well. We get this big expectation of either what I got to lose, not do anymore or what I have to do. And then we get bogged down because that instant gratification isn't there. I don't see the results, things like that. But when you look at the penny doubled every single day, when you get to week one, you're only at like, you're not even over a dollar. When you get to week two, you're at $81.24. When you get to week three, you're only at the end of week three, you're only at $10,000. But when you get to day 31, you're at $10 million. And it's like, so when you take a penny and you double it every single day for 31 days, it's almost $11 million that you have in the end. But what it says is that it's little bit by 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 little bit at the end of 31 days is a lot of bit. And that's what we have to kind of keep in our minds as we transition through that, you know, is whatever level you're at to get to the next level. It's not one big jump at one time. It's a little bit by little bit by little bit. Uh, somebody said before, how do you eat an elephant? I think it was Sean, maybe Sean Will, what was that? But how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. You don't shove the whole elephant in your mouth. You can't. So we take it one bite at a time. So Kevin, what's your thoughts as we transition 
from that beginner just starting out up through what's kind of that mindset we need to have that is very good that that you you have some of your clients go through because I know that's kind of a particular area that you work with people who um, who are not fit maybe haven't been in that fitness journey and then going to somebody who I mean I've seen some of the results that you have with, with your I love looking at those by the way when you put them on your story like it's like before and after ones I'm like dude that's so awesome so <laughs> let, let, let us know kind of what you teach there uh, with the, the clients that you help out yeah I think I think someone has you know, an awakening. And I think for everyone, that's a little bit different. For some folks, it's a doctor letting them know they're pre-diabetic, their cholesterol, blood pressure. There's usually uh, a medical, some a professional telling you, hey, this is a concern. You're either going to have to medicate or we've got to change lifestyle habits right now. Now, or sometimes it could be more serious. Sometimes for people, it's easy as, hey, this morning I went to my closet and I tried to put a pair of pants on and none of them fit. I got no pants and I got to go work. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, Usually those are the triggers that are like the deep enough whys for someone in the very, very early stages to be like, okay, I've got to get started. It's usually not someone sitting there going, okay, like I want apps. That does happen. But kind of like what Philip talked about, like two, three days later, after you see this guy with like spray tanned abs looking sweet, you're kind of not motivated. You know what I mean? Like you go to the gym and you put a really good hard workout in and then, you know, by, by week two, week three, no one knows who you are at the gym. <laughs> like, like there's this guy who came in all hot and then where's he at? It, you know, like he's gone, like he's, he's, he's disappeared. So in the beginning of anything, man, it's figuring out, you know, what do you want? What's, what's the deep, deeper motivation? What's the why? What's the one thing that no matter what is kind of asked of you, you're going to keep going, you know, within, within reason. So I think you have to have consistent patience is kind of like the first thing. Once you figure out, once you're exposed to, to your why, right? Like motivation really doesn't work. You have to be exposed to your why and then it has to kind of be an intent behind that. You talked about like the pennies. So if you kind of picture those stacked up, what happens is, is you see this, you know, this, this thing being built, right? A single brick doesn't build a cathedral. It takes multiple bricks and it takes time. And then you have something, you know, really amazing. So you have to have a why and a purpose in your health that you're going to, you're going to do the work over enough time to see, to see it work out. So the very early stages, you have to kind of give yourself grace. You can't feed fear time. You can't keep, you know, Hey, I'll start tomorrow. You do good today. And you start tomorrow, keep pushing things back. And the early stages, what's the smallest minimal step you're willing to take over like the next seven days for your health? You know, like don't go to the gym and do this crazy workout. Don't go commit to, you know, a hundred mile walk. Can you do 10 minutes? Okay, great. Just do that. I know you could probably do more, but we're working on getting the consistency down. Do 10 minutes a day for seven days. Keep building on it. And what happens is that snowball builds up. You know, when you start paying attention to your water early on and then you start drinking more water, then it becomes just a habit. You start eating better. You know, someone that goes from fast food, you know, will turn into, you know, vegetarian, vegan, you know, over a period of time. But if you're just like, hey, I want to eat vegetarian, you know, I want to be a vegetarian, vegan, all these different things. And like right now you're at McDonald's, like, <laughs> like that's, a, that's a huge transition. Let's, let's go to like, let's start off a little bit at a time because what will happen is, is you won't be able to find it consistent and different ways of tracking things. As you get to a higher level, early stages, it's just about making the best choice that is available. And then as you get further on down the road, it's about setting yourself up a little bit more. Hey, I, I want to get a couple more steps in early on. You know, maybe it's parking the car in the furthest parking spot. So you've got to walk a little bit further to the store and you walk a little bit more, not take an escalator, you know, taking the stairs, little steps, you know, little habits like that, that you can pick and decide daily. But then as you go further on, now it's like, I'm going to go outside and intentionally walk. I'm going to go to the gym and intentionally start working out and I'm going to do basic things. And then as you move up, you're going to go, you know what? I need to be exposed to what I don't know. So many people go on the journey by themselves, partner up with a personal trainer doesn't mean you have to partner with them for the, like, the next 10, 15 years, but at least maybe get some assistance, like a foundation so that you don't hurt yourself. So you're not getting injured, yeah. you know, talking to, you know, someone in the nutrition area, you know, tracking yourself. I track, um, when I go to the gym, I track all my workouts and one, it's accountability Two, I can never go back. If I lifted, you know, a certain amount, you know, last week, or I went a certain distance last week, the expectation this week is I'm going to lift a little bit more. I'm going to go a little bit further. You know, unless I'm sick, my expectation is a little bit higher. And I think through all that, it's really important 
don't give your pain a voice. In the morning when you wake up, don't go, oh, I'm going to be so sore. Man, I'm going to be so, I'm going to feel so good. Like in a couple, a couple months down the road, I'm going to look so good. I'm going to look toned. I'm going to start bulking up. My cannons are going to start looking good. Man, my shoulders are looking tight. I'm going to be looking sweet. I'm going to feel stronger. I'm going to bench 100 pounds more. So don't ever stop and, and let the doubt creep in. Don't let the fear creep in. Don't get, don't fall in love with a scale number. Don't fall in love with like the temporary results. Look at the big picture. Keep showing up and whatever it is that you desire, it will happen. But do it in a way that you're going to be able to sustain the success, which means by doing small steps along the way of things that you want to do. Don't do things that you hate because you'll stop showing up eventually. Mm-hmm. You might muscle through it for a couple months, maybe a year or so, but it's not going to develop into something that you do and maintain the rest of your life. And then you'll find yourself sliding back down the hill. You'll be a yo-yo dieter. You'll be the person every new year. You know, the gym sees you every January. <laughs> but the 11 months of the year, you're a stranger. They're like, wait, I yeah. know that guy. He's been here before. You know, like, yeah. hey, there's Mr. January. There's Mr. New Year's. So, but those are just kind of a couple things at those different levels to uh, to help. Awesome. I love it. And, and and one of the things is with that is keeping ourselves because you're talking about don't give your pain a voice. Don't go into that negativity with yourself or your workout or too much to this. But I think one of a, a system that we can use, because I think that's what today is all about, is creating systems for ourselves that are going to be effective for us at the level at which we're at. So a system that I really like to use is visualization. So if I'm looking at and, and, I, and as athletes, as I used to do it all the time. For a big football game, I'd sit down at the bench right in front of my locker. My football you, stuff was on. My shoulder pads were ready. Anything wasn't my helmet. I'd have my headphones in, play Metallica or something like that. And then uh, some Marilyn Manson ended up, you know, and, and that's the Beautiful People song. That was my song. I, I was ready to go after that. Um, but I had that, you know, I visualized every play, every way I would move, all the plays I had to run, all the defense, uh, defensive sets, all the offensive plays that the other team would run, all of this stuff, the kickoffs, everything. I'd visualize and see all of that. And I think that's one of the systems that we can do is we can take some time in the morning, right away in the morning as we're getting dressed. It doesn't have to be long, one or two, three minutes uh, at tops. And we can just put that system into place to visualize what I want. And it comes back to what you were saying, Philip, is also to remember the why. Because our visualization is a technique and a system that we can use to come back to our why and connect with that and say, hey, here's why I'm doing it. Man, I'm feeling healthy. Man, I'm moving. You know, just like Kevin, you talked about last time, somebody just wanted to tie their shoes, you know, or just wanted to be able to put the put their pants on, like you said this time, and have clothes that fit, man, dude, I'm just putting my pants on, I'm going, or I'm going down a size, what would that feel? And that feeling and emotion gets attached, which gives us inspiration to take action. Motivation comes when you continuously do it. Inspiration is what allows us to take action on that. So I love that. I, I want to get into this because Kevin, you said the scale. And one of the things that as, as I saw my wife go through her transition and stuff like that, and like totally awesome. And now she's actually working um, for the coach that she started with, which is awesome. And um, so one of the things that that was a big thing with her transition and, and a lot of people is the scale is everybody wants to look at that number of weight that goes down, but you said the scale is a liar. So let's, let's get into that because I believe that, like, I don't know. I don't ever look at a scale. I look at, I look at other things. So, but we always want to get trapped into this weight. Well, I didn't lose weight, but I feel better. I didn't, you know, so let, let's get into that real quick. Cause I, I want to make sure before People are taking action. We look at the scale too much because when you say diet, people think weight loss, and that's not necessarily what it is. Yeah, no. This is something that is like, it it affects so many people because I feel like everyone has a, uh, just like, when you talk about health, they just go, it's like a scale. Yeah, it's weight loss. I I, I drop pounds. like, Like, there's a whole system of your body. The scale is, is, is not a good tracker of how healthy you are. I've, I work with people that are at a healthy weight, you know, looking at a chart and stuff and pre-diabetic blood pressure, all these other things are, are not in alignment. So you can be a great number on the scale. You can see someone and go, okay, they, they're skinny or they look like they're healthy, but that doesn't necessarily reflect what's going on inside. Mm So a scale is a great way of tracking M am I going in the direction I want to go based on my goals 
looking at an overall bigger picture. And what I mean by that is you have to look at it as like using it as a tool that you use maybe weekly, maybe monthly. Because some people, they get on that scale every single day and every single day, your calorie expenditure, your activity level is a little bit different. You're going to weigh something different on Monday than you do on Wednesday than you do on Saturday. You know, the weekends, maybe you're more active. You're going out and you're, and you're you know, you're walking more, you're more active. Mondays through Friday, you know, you literally get up, get dressed, go in the car, sit in a cubicle, stationary, you get home, eat dinner, watch TV, play with the kids, back to bed. So you're not doing as many steps as maybe like on the weekend, you're more active. So your energy level is a little bit different. You know, what you eat during Monday through Friday is a little bit different. You know, maybe you have breakfast, maybe skip it because you ain't got time with the family. You have lunch at, you know, Panera on your lunch break and you go home and you have dinner on the weekends. You know, you have breakfast, you go out as a family for lunch. So everything looks different each day. So the scale is sometimes a liar of where you actually are. So not using it uh, in excess, but using it like, hey, I'm away myself. And, and what I tell my clients is use the scale as a tool to make sure that, you know, we're going the right direction, but also use measurements, get a measuring yeah. tape up. Like I know people that they would love to lose 10 inches and like their, their main goal is like, I want to lose 10 pounds, but once they lose six inches, they lose eight pounds. They're like, Oh my God, I'm good. Yeah. You know? Cause like it was a look the whole time. It was a feel, it was a clothes fitting size. It had nothing to do with the scale. Like the scale is just a, and like an indicator, but that's what they based everything off of. So is the scale good? Yes. Some of them are, are, aren't even accurate. Put your heels closer together, further apart, toes at the top, toes on the bottom. When you step on it in different places, you're going to weigh different numbers. So again, like it's set up yeah. kind of like the fail and stuff. So don't, don't fall in love with a number on the scale. Look at yourself and go, okay, what is it that I love to achieve and why? You know, I know you talked about before asking yourself a couple of times why. I want to weigh this number. Why? You know, I do that with my clients. They'll tell me like, hey, I'm only 30 pounds. Okay, what would be different? And I try to say what instead of why sometimes. What would be different if you lost 20 pounds? Yeah. I don't know. I just want to lose 20 pounds. Well, what, what would change for you? For someone, you know, I had a client who was um, was about three 378. It was to ride a roller coaster, you know? Because yeah. I, I don't know what my, my weight goal is, but it's to get down so I can get on the rides. Um, another person, hey, I want to get down so I'm not in the second seat on the airplane. Yeah. So I don't have to buy two seats. I don't have to ask for the the um, the belt uh, strap extender. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like those are the th indicators of like, okay, 100 pounds, why? You want to lose 150 pounds. Okay, why? Like if that happened tomorrow, why is your life different? What looks yeah. different? Okay, this. Okay, that's the goal. Don't make the scale number an indicator of success. Tie it to something else. Yeah. Yep. The scale will be a great way of tracking it. But fall in love with yourself. You're an amazing person, regardless of where you are right now. Mm -hmm. But it's great to have a desire to want more, but tied to something that's meaningful for you. Because when you want to fly and you want to hop on an airplane and you sit in that seat and your goal was not to be in, in the second seat and not have to use a mm -hmm. belt strap, man, like when that finally happens, yeah, that's going to bring awesome. you so much internal oh, joy yeah. of success to keep going than a scale number. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Philip, what's your what's your thoughts on the scale? I totally agree with what Kevin said. And, and so I try and say so, some different things. The scale is just one metric and it's obviously not the best metric. I was uh, just looking it up just to research it. Uh, according to the BMI chart, I am obese. Me too. To be, to, yeah, to be <laughs> normal weight, I need to be between 132 and 173. And I'm overweight. Sorry, I'm overweight, not obese. Uh, uh, I'm overweight because I'm between 174 and 208 at five foot ten. I have currently I have abs. So how in the world am I overweight? You know. So and, and I know the BMI is kind of a totally different thing. It's it's more for people that are sickly. It's used in the hospital more than anything. But a lot of people look at that. And so you can't look at that number. Everybody's in a different spot. And especially as you get to that advanced level, you're going to have more muscle. So look that up as well. One pound of fat versus one pound of muscle. Which one's bigger? The pound of fat. It's like, I think three times as big or so. It's, 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 it's drastically bigger. So your weight, as you start working out, there's going to be a point where your, your weight stops dropping and it kind of sits still. And it's because you're building that muscle. And so if you're focused on the scale, well, the scale is going to stop moving mm -hmm. and you're going to think that you're not making progress. So you're going to try and change up something. And most people start eating less 
which is not a good thing if you're making progress. So I always say to take progress pictures, you know, take those once a week. And if you want, and if you still want to do the scale, that's, it's okay, but don't obsess over it. Do it once a week, you know, say every Sunday, like every Sunday morning, when I get up, I weigh myself, you know, with like, you know, very little clothes on. I hadn't drank anything. Try and make it the same conditions. Kind of like Kevin was talking about, make sure you're stepping on the same area on the scale and everything. So make it the same conditions and do it once a week as far as the scale. But look at those progress pictures more because you're going to see bigger changes there. Yeah. And the clients I've worked with, usually what like pretty much every time what happens is, you know, one, week one, I lost weight. Week two, I lost weight. You go down to week five, I didn't lose weight. But my pants fit different and they're upset. <laughs> and you're like, wait, so your pants are really loose now, even though you didn't lose weight from week four to week five. So what's the problem? It's because we focus so much on that number on the scale. So really, you know, go, so what Kevin said, it's about, you know, how you look going more for that why behind why you want to change. Why is it that you really want to change? And if it's just for vanity metrics, like, oh, I want to get a six pack or I want to look better for women or men. It doesn't work out in the long run because after a while, more than likely you have somebody ideal in mind, like, I want to look better for, for women, but it's probably, you know, it's probably a specific woman in your life and that's not what she's really attracted to. So, you know, like for my wife, for instance, you know, like whenever I really start cutting, you know, just trying to, to lean out and see kind of where I'm at as far as, as the muscle I put on and everything, she really doesn't like it when I get super lean, mm-hmm. you know, yet I look my best, you know, and anybody out there in public, if I was to take my clothes off, say for, you know, for, to go swim in be like, dang, dude, he looks good. But it's like, my wife's like, yeah, I like you more when you have more weight on. Yeah. That's what my so, wife says too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's not, you know, it, it's, it's not all about being, you know, super lean, super low in weight. It's about how you look and how you Correct. feel about how you look. Absolutely. So scale is, is a good metric somewhat I, I won't i wouldn't even say it's a good metric it's just a metric it's a tool to look at but don't base everything on the scale Correct. look at those progress pictures look it, look internally how do you feel about how how you look how do you feel just in general is yeah as you start losing that weight as you start getting in better shape you're gonna start feeling so much better and then after a while you don't even worry about about the weight anymore yeah and, again, and it's kind of a metric as you go to that advanced right. level, like, hey, have I been putting on any muscle? And it's not so much about, oh, man, I, I hope I lose another five pounds this week. Like, no, you're just like, OK, am I am I making progress where I want to make yeah. progress? Do I look the way I want to look? Yeah, I think that's a big thing is is one of the things both of you said it's used as a tool in our toolbox of things that we can do to be healthy. Uh, I think that's one of the biggest things that we, we need to understand. And I think this mindset comes because think about all the commercials and things that we have seen. We've seen all these diet programs and everything like that, Weight Watchers, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Atkins come along, all this paleo, um, keto, all these different things. But a lot of it focuses on your weight. Like, hey, I want to see my joke. You want to lose weight. Like, so if we think about health and wellness, we think about losing weight right, right away. I mean, I still do. And I know it's not about that. And it's like, oh, like, let's look at our weight drop. But it's really not about that. I love what you said, because one of the biggest things that, that my wife helps people do as well is, is with that nutrition and stuff, it's really about the progress picture. You know, it, it's really about looking at from when you started to, to where you're at when you're done the program. They do a three-month program uh, that she helps people go through a boot camp. And uh, it's, it's that first progress pick to the last progress pick. It's not about the weight. They have different categories you can win. You can win stuff with. Uh, she had, she ended up winning the transformation for hers, but the progress pick from the beginning to the end was like, wow, her weight didn't really. It, she got down to where she wanted to be weight wise, but her weight really didn't change hold drastically. Like you would have thought she would have lost like forty pounds, but she did. She I think she only lost like at that point in time ten pounds, you know. And it's like. But the way she looked, the way she felt, the way she moved, the way she was able to do that was completely different from start to beginning. And the progress picks was something that was really, I did 75 hard, not this past summer, the summer before. And that was huge to see where I was at the beginning, day one to day 75. I was like, whoa, I didn't even, uh, uh, weight wasn't even anything that I had a goal at. It was just be active, do, do those five things every day for 75 days. And it's like, when you look at the beginning to the end, I'm like, wow, okay. 
there's where I see. Now, uh, my wife has me doing progress picks every two weeks. So actually Sunday mornings are when I do it. So I'll do my measurements and stuff like that, you know, tomorrow, but that, that the, the scale isn't what I'm measuring. I want to, my goal is to kind of put a little bit more mass on muscle mass. So mine's really about the measurement and the way I look and tomorrow I'll be able to see kind of that progress for this will be my third time. So we're looking at two, four, six, six weeks. So I'm kind of excited for tomorrow because last, the last time I did, I didn't see very much change, but I think I'm going to see some good change here. So that just goes through that progress a little bit by little bit by little bit. So what I want to get into now is let's look at, let's start with the beginner, then the intermediate, then the advanced. Let's look at a beginner. What are some different exercises, things, uh, strategies, or systems? I have a book right here next to me. It's called Atomic Habits. Uh, anybody who's listening to this, if you have not read it, you need to go get it because what it does is it talks about, uh, we always say about setting goals, but the real thing is, is that goal, what, how, how do I put this? Where instead of having a goal is in the moment of that, that piece, we want to set up a system that lasts all the time. You know, uh, a goal helps you win the game, but a system helps you play forever. And that, that's, I think that's from, from there. And I love it because when we look at systems, if I can take a beginner and put a system in place, it's very simple. You know, just like Kevin, I think you said, park away from park further away. That is one thing that you're already doing. You're already going to work. You're already parking your car. You're already walking into your work. But if I, instead of parking closest, I park further away. When I park my car, that cue says, Hey, I'm taking something in my physical environment already. I'm creating a system that allows me to get more exercise and movement. It's very easy, very simple to do, but the problem is it's also very easy and, and simple not to do. And I think that's where we get in. So Philip, if you wouldn't mind starting off here real quick, at that beginner level, what are some systems that we can put in place or what are some exercises that we can put in place that any beginner right now could feel like they're getting that, that, that movement going and getting that nice start that's not too much, not too little, with something right in that range where they're like, Hey, I, I feel like I can continue this. Yeah. And I want to kind of go back, you know, you mentioned the, the penny analogy uh, and another good book, you know, recommendation is, is the compound effect effect by Darren Hardy. That's where that, that analogy, that's where I've read it. At least I'm sure it could be somewhere else too. Uh, but it, it talks about the compounding effect of doing something day after day after day, how it drastically changes over time, just like the penny. Obviously, a penny is way less than the, the million or $10 million, but at 27 days, it's a million dollars. At 30 days, it's 5 million. At 31, it's 10 million. You know, so it's like it drastically changes over 31 days, but you started out with something so small and it became such significantly bigger in a month. So that's what we have to focus on, you know, not, you know, just working on it day after day. So a couple of systems for somebody that, that is a beginner, if you're struggling with eating with snacking at night, something you could easily do is, is what, what's called intermittent fasting. So if you say, say you wake up at six in the morning, you go to bed at 10 at night, waiting two hours after you, you get up to eat. And then, you know, two hours before you go to bed, you know, stop eating then. You know, just something simple like that. And that'll kind of help you not eat during those times. You know, of course, this all kind of depends on you. That's something on the nutrition side that you can do. Like I mentioned earlier, just cutting out one, one little, you know, food, you know, just cutting back on that, not, not necessarily cutting it out all, all the way, but going from like a large fry to a small fry, something small like that. But on the, the, the workout side, and this is kind of depends on how out of shape the person is, you know, Kevin typically works with, with, bigger clients, you know, clients that are 300 plus pounds. So if you're 300 plus pounds, you know, it's hard enough just to get up and get moving. So you don't need to be worrying about going to the gym, but just start taking that walk. Like Kevin said, park at the back of the parking lot, walk into the grocery store, walk around the grocery store, you know, don't, you know, don't get a cart unless you really have to, you know, trying to do the small steps like that. Uh, something else, you know, just, just going to the gym, just starting, just starting small. Don't try and go get an hour workout six times a week, start out one or two days out of the week and do a 30 minute workout. There's times where I do a 30 minute workout. I'm an advanced guy and I'll just like superset stuff. So multiple stations at a time to help me get that workout done quicker. But I do that 
so I can get out in one, if I'm on a time crunch. But you don't have to be in there for an hour or two hours. Even advanced people, you don't need to be in there for an hour or two hours. But just starting with something small like that as well. So going on just a, just a short walk, daily walk, you know, 5, 10, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever is feasible for you. But something I like to think about and talk with clients about is, okay, on the worst day of the week, the worst day ever, or worst week in my life ever, what can I feasibly do? Is every time when we start out, oh, I, mean, I, I, I can do that seven days a week. Oh, I, I got no problem doing that. <laughs> but what happens is you have a bad week, man, I'm just not feeling it. And you just end up not going. So figure out the worst day of the week ever, or worst, worst week of the year ever, how many times can I, I feasibly go to the gym and then do that? Okay. It's, it's two times or, you know, can I actually exercise? It's two times a week. Okay. Let's do it. Let's, let's focus on just doing it two times and you set up doing two times a week. And once you kind of get that down, then you can start adding another, another day. Don't sit there and okay, well, I got two down pretty good. Now I'm going to go up to seven. Like, no, <laughs> you got to start small yep. and, and go from there. And I'm blanking out. I had something else I was going to say. And I'm totally blanking on out, out on it right now, so I'm gonna pass it on over to Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. And Philip brought up, you know, a great point. It depends on where where your starting point is. For some people, it's hey, I I was an athlete, I worked out in the past, and you know, and then I had a family, and now I'm just a little bit out of shape. For someone else, it's like, you know, I, I never I never got on track. You know, I haven't figured out, I haven't had momentum before. So I'm not sure where to start because I, I haven't experienced that. So it depends on where you're at. And I'll share one example. And there was a lady that, you know, she, she wanted to get healthy. And her main goal was, is I just want to get healthy enough to where I can hold my, my grand, my granddaughter. You know what I mean? So it's like for someone like that, it's, it's not a marathon. It's not getting tone. You know, it was just, I want to hold, you know, my granddaughter. So it's like, okay, what do you do when it's something as, important but kind of basic and simple you know is that it's you know again what is the smallest step you can put in place to help you get closer to your goal so hey you can't do a push-up okay do a push-up off the wall you know push yourself off the wall angle just enough to where there's like some resistance and then do you know how many can you do you know and until where you to where you start feeling you know like okay uh it took a little out of me maybe it's fine awesome you know what i mean like that's not bad. Like, don't beat yourself up. Hey, I couldn't do a push up. You took the next closest step into like accomplishing your goal, which is amazing. So, do five push ups off the wall, do 10 push ups off the wall, and then increase, you know, that angle. And then maybe like use a chair, then get to the floor. Like, someone that could do one push up and then just tries to do 10 is fantastic. But, like, man, like when you can go from like, I couldn't even get on the floor and do that to now you're getting so much further. Now she's doing, you know, like 20, 30, 40 at a time. You know, this lady uh, is a little bit more mature. She's, you know, over, you know, her 50s. So for her, this is something that was very easy to do. And now she's holding her grandchild. So again, it, it depends on where your starting point is, but it doesn't have to be like this giant leap. Like don't make this monstrous jump into something. But, uh, but no, I agree with like a lot, a lot of stuff like Philip said, starting off super easy, but it depends like where you're at. So your goal may be just, hey, you know, small things you can do, you know, at home, you know, I just want to walk around the house. I just want to get around, uh, you know, maybe have uh, inflammation, joint pains, you know, like when you're um, at, a, at a heavier weight, you know, think of it as like one pound of body mass, you know, it's kind of four pounds of pressure on your joints, your knees, your waist, mm -hmm. hips, stuff like that. So it's like, hey, I just want to feel better. We know like five pounds is like 20 pounds of pressure. You know, like losing 20 pounds is 80 pounds of pressure. Folks that I help, they lose 100 pounds. You know, that's 400 pounds of pressure. Like, I, I posted a picture once where I went to Home Depot and I picked up a 50-pound bag of cement. Yeah. You know, that's how much weight I lost when I went on my health journey. But take that, and I couldn't even do it, but, like, well, not probably safe. I mean, not, I, I probably could now because I worked out a little bit more. You know what I mean? But, but picking up 200 pounds of cement, yeah. like, I was walking around with that much pressure on my, on my joints. Now, symbolically, I picked up the 50 pounds because that's my journey. Now, that was heavy, but I was doing that unconsciously all the mm -hmm. time on my body. You know, and we talked about, you know, not looking at the scale, how much structural muscle is, you know, is on your body, you know, is, is it going to be a weight indicator and stuff like that. But starting off simple, what are the small things I can incubate? 
And then from there, it'll just, it'll just build up, but don't be, don't be embarrassed or afraid wherever you are. Yes. Just get, get started slowly and you'll see the progress over time. Like the pennies, you're not going to see it day two. You're not a millionaire, you know, day three, you're not a millionaire, but like one month later, you're going to be like, maybe you don't see it, yeah. you know, with exercise, it's a little bit different than sometimes nutrition, you just something nutrition, you can, you can see good and bad success within a week, but with exercise, it's more the penny game. Like you've got to commit. And then over a month, two, three, four months, you're going to be like, man, like I'm really seeing it. I'm really feeling it. I can pick up things. You know, I've got a daughter, you know, like carrying around the daughter in the car seat, stuff like that. For some people, like that's, that's the goal. You know, something basic and simple as that pick up the car seat, put a little bit of weight in it, walk around the house with it. It May sound silly, but if that's your goal, like to make it to the grocery store, carrying your baby around, you know, simulate and then slowly work and build your way up. So what, what I'm hearing guys is for that beginner person is, <clears throat> oh, excuse me. We want to start small. We want to take action and we want to stay consistent. Mm-hmm. Cool. How about that intermediate person? Somebody who is kind of like healthy already. Maybe they've been an athlete before. Um, they, they've done those things before. Uh, they maybe worked out before uh, so forth, but they're not, they're not overweight um, they're not underweight. They're just kind of there. A lot of times this happens with men where, you know, you say, Hey, I got that little beer belly or whatever it is. They got that little piece that sticks out in the front of them. And they're like, you know what? I really don't like that. And I, and I know a lot of guys feel like that. So, um, so let, let's talk about that range. What are some of the techniques or systems that they can use in order to be able to kind of cut that down as well? So what I was actually just, I, I finally remember what I was going to say. And this, this probably maybe goes more towards somebody in the intermediate advanced place actually is setting up a system would be to have your gym bag packed in the morning, ready to go. So, and, and perhaps even just going to the gym before work, because a lot of times, you know, we get out of work and we're tired. So we just end up, well, I'm just going to go home and, and maybe I'll go back later and, you're pretty much never going to go back. I mean, I'm guilty of that. If I go home, a lot of times I won't go to the gym unless if it's like, Hey, I'm going to go change real quick and then go to the gym. But even then when I was first starting out, that was not the case, but you know, I kind of hang out at the house. And then if I burn an hour or two, especially us in the working world, the working force, it's, it's hard to get back out there because you've got other responsibilities. So taking that gym bag with you and either going in the morning or going in the evening is going to be super important for you. There's uh, you know, some people that do running. What they do is they put their running shoes right next to their bed. So as soon as they get out of bed, their shoes are right there and they've got to lace them up. It's like, you know, okay, well, I guess I got to put them on, you know, and I don't know how they go ahead and just start running from out of bed, but <laughs> you know, they, they put that system in place. So if I do something like that, you know, either sit up your workouts in the morning or go straight to the gym after work, bring some pre-workout with you if you need it, you know, to have that, the energy to get you amped up and ready to go for the gym or get, you know, maybe get that second cup of coffee there in the afternoon <laughs> that way you have the energy i mean that's up to you i'm not saying you need you have to do that but those are just some things to think about on that and but and, as and far I, as i want to touch i want to touch on the, the shoes the shoes mm-hmm. and the going after work those are what we call cues mm-hmm. cues in order to tell your brain to start the next system because our life works on systems it's this cue starts this system this cue starts this system walk into a dark room what's your cue turn on the lights So when we look at that, that is a cue that's automatically built. And what we want to do is we want to start taking what you said there, like putting the shoes there, that the, the shoes lacing them up, isn't to run. It's the cue that says, Hey, you need to go run. And that's where it starts that next system. So whatever that is, I'm tying up my shoes. I got to brush my teeth, use the bathroom, then run. That's that cue to say, Hey, start the next system because our brains are pro our, our computer programs they run on programs and that's just that program. So I wonder, that's a great thing. That's also in, again, I'm going to plug atomic habits again. That's also in atomic habits, just those cues. So I thought that was awesome. So go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. So, so now at this point, we're assuming you've already been like walking, doing a little something, maybe you've been going to the gym, but really getting a workout program in place. Uh, and I like to start with is, is push pull legs. So you can do that once or maybe twice a week. Maybe you do the push pull legs and then two of those days, two other days, you do some cardio. So, you know, maybe you stick with walks. 
maybe you bump it up to doing some sprints or doing some jogs, you know, go for a mile or two run, whatever is going to push you a little bit, help you getting in that better shape. But on the push pull legs, so push should be like, you know, chest and triceps and, 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 and shoulders. And then you got your pull would be biceps and back. And then obviously legs is legs. And so either get with a trainer on that or there, I mean, there's tons of resources that are free online to find that, or, you know, you get a buddy and, and y'all start doing a program together. So finding, finding a program that's going to help you out. Cause if you don't go off of a program, it's really hard to actually push yeah. yourself in the gym, you know, no pun intended, <laughs> but you know, pu- pushing yourself in the gym to actually get a good, solid, complete workout in. So finding a program that's going to work for you, like I said, push, pull legs is a good way, but finding the exercises for each of those Mm -hmm. days is good. And so it's just stepping it up and starting to do a little bit more. Don't go in there and kill yourself and say, okay, is what I like to do is like, you know, four sets of 10, you know, four different stations and sometimes five, just depending on the muscle and everything, what I'm doing, but you don't have to go in there and do that. I mean, you can do two sets of 10, two sets of eight, you know, three sets of 15. It doesn't matter, but figure out some rep range that's going to work for you and don't sit there and go and do 10 different stations and 10 sets of 10 at each station, because you're going to do that for one day. And I've done that before. <laughs> it sucks. It sucks the, the, the next day. And it sucks even more the day after that, because you were tremendously sore and you don't want to go to the gym and even being an advanced guy, you don't want to go to the gym because you're so sore and you try and get up and it's like, Oh, I don't want to get out of bed because I mean, it's just, everything hurts. So don't go that crazy, especially at your intermediate level. If you're just getting started in the gym. So just start with a, a good solid program that you can find through either a trainer there at the gym, a trainer online, or just a free online program. I mean, there's plenty of them out there where people have written some stuff up, ask a friend, you know, most people are willing to give you some advice on things out there. And if they're not, you know, go out and ask somebody else. <laughs> it's not going to hurt. And, and Philip, yeah. would you would you recommend? Uh, <clears throat> so for this Indian media who who is, you know, toned or athletic already, mm-hmm. would you recommend lightweight, more reps to start or maybe a heavier rate or heavier weight, smaller reps to start? Or, I would go with a lightweight, more reps, or you could do moderate. So, so it's kind of like a range, like five to eight is kind of like your lower and 10 to 12 is like medium rep range. And then 15 to 20 is your high rep range. Obviously you can go less reps or more reps than all those, but that's kind of your three different ranges. So what Clay was talking about, like high weight, low reps, you know, it'd be, I mean, five to eight or like, you know, four to eight, somewhere in there. And then you got your, your high rep is like 15 to 20 reps. So I usually say about 10. So I'd say like medium range, start at that. That way you're not feeling like this. You can get really fatigued going for that 15 or 20 reps. And then you're doing really low weight. And as men, you know, get below 135 on bench, you feel like, you know, feel really puny. And you, I mean, you've got to lift this weight so that you can fill yeah. your ego. Right. So doing like around 10 to 12 reps, I would suggest, and really going slow and controlled and really getting that form down. Because if you go with the heavy weight, you're going to, the form's going to be terrible. You're going to start having joint problems and that's not a good problem to have. No, you know, we, we, I think we all know that, but yeah, start, that was a good question. <laughs> Starting with that, that medium rep range and doing some like, you know, light to medium weight, something that's pushing you, but not something that you're straining to get and you're having to do all sorts of crazy stuff to get, you know, I think like bench, you know, you're, you're like flared out like this and then you're, you know, you're kind of pushing it up there. You're forcing it up there. Like let's make sure we're really using that chest and we're in a good range of motion again talk to trainer about that look online you know make sure you check out a couple places online because there's people out there that show videos of how to do stuff that really don't know what they're doing you know or they'll talk about it improperly so i I would really suggest more with that if you're really worried about your form getting with the trainer and like kevin said earlier you don't have to stick with them for 10 years you know, you, you can have one for a couple of weeks, you know, Hey, I just want five sessions. Like, yeah. you know, teach me all the different exercises or some of the different exercises, the main ones. And then you can kind of learn from there and, 
and understand things or just ask for a spot from somebody and some, you know, say, Hey, you know, I'm really just getting started. I'm trying to work on my form. You know, can you just make sure I'm doing this good? And a lot of people at gym are going to be willing to help. Oh, yeah. Even, even the meatheads out there don't, don't think that they're just a meathead and they don't have time for some, some Joe Schmo who's, you know, puny as can be or anything like that. Like people are willing to help you out at the gym because we're all trying to get better. Yep. Kevin, what are your thoughts for that intermediate person? So a lot of what Philip talked about was research and investment. Just like anything, like you've got one vehicle life, you got one body, spend a little bit of time to invest or research. Now there's two ways of doing that. You can invest your time or you can invest financially. You can partner with a coach. You can hire someone to one-on-one support, train, work with you. Or like Philip said, there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of free information for people to get started. It's, it's harder to find information kind of like once you get once you get past that beginner stage. But if you're just starting off, there's so many people trying to help you. Uh, one, they know that you're going to be the most successful, and you're probably more likely to partner with them if if they're helping you see results. You know, and that's a lot of times. Look at where you're going. If you're going to you know let's say a gym, look at packages. A lot of times gyms are offering you like a free couple personal training sessions. So if you're just starting off, you know, maybe it's $40, but you're going to get like four or five, you know, training sessions with a trainer and stuff like that. What a great way to kind of sample what working with someone is like. Because sometimes you go to the gym, you might be stronger than you think, or you may not. Right? <laughs> like, like, is you go really high or is it really low? Like, Hey, I'm going to grab the 10 pound dumbbells. Well, you could probably do a little bit more. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to grab the eighties. Well, you probably should start off a little less. <laughs> so, so it's kind of like, it's like this balance, you know what I mean? So All it's right. like spend the, spend either the time or the finances to yeah. make sure you're setting yourself up for success. You're going to get so That's much awesome. further. Like, like Philip talked about the, like, you know, like meatheads or the bigger guys at the gym, they're probably going to respect you more. Like mm-hmm. they didn't, they didn't just, shoot roids and wake up and show yeah. up like that size like they were you one time they're actually going to respect like someone else is trying to do the work to get yeah. there and it's probably a compliment you know what i mean like when i was working out you know, at the gym i recently moved so right now i'm doing a little bit more more uh cardio and lifting you know at home but like right before i took off you know it's kind of like the last week i was there one guy's like man i noticed you're getting bigger and coming from a person that had a weight loss story, I'm like, shit, I'm getting bigger. And I'm like, no, he meant size. Like, he meant bigger. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, God. like, sweet. First of all, and I'm like, no, 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 like, yeah, like, okay, cool. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid yeah. to ask for help. Spend the time on like research and go like on YouTube, check out some different people's videos. I'm a big believer in community. You know, I'm a big believer in, you know, one-on-one support community education and a system. So mm-hmm. take a little bit of time, you know, join some community, maybe pages on Facebook. There's a lot of different things out there. Surround yourself with some other people that are trying to accomplish maybe the same goal, you know, at the gym is there groups, other group classes you can join. A lot of times, you know, there's th- different things you can do to where, okay, now there's an instructor, but maybe it's a little bit more affordable than like that one-on-one mm-hmm. all the time. So kind of like maybe let's do a group, you know, workout. And, and what's the, What's the purpose of that group workout? Yeah. Don't sign yourself up for something and then you show up and you're like, I thought this was going to be a Pilates, you know, and we're on the squat rack for like two hours. <laughs> you, know, like, <laughs> you know, my legs are on fire, you know, which is good because a lot of times you try to skip leg day or like maybe even like, yeah, that's, that was my problem last week. I skipped leg day for like, <laughs> yeah. and then, then this week I did legs again. And I'm like, oh, so today is legs. I, so, Philip, I'm, I'm you when I'm like, I don't really want to go to the gym today because my legs hurt and now it's a leg day. So, so let, mm-hmm. let's jump in because we're on time here. Let's let's take a couple minutes, probably like two, maybe maybe a minute and a half each. Is that advanced person now? That advanced person's been in the gym. Um, they've had these different structures, things like that. What is that next level that somebody that is more advanced can take? You know, in, in that realm. So Kevin, let's start back with you. That that advanced level. Yeah, we talk a lot about why motivation. I would say why why. First, ask yourself why you want to go to that advanced level. You know, some people, you know, they, I think when you talk about advanced level, some people, it's like, I want to get to a certain percentage body fat, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes that number is like, like their goals are really, really, really low. And it's like, okay, what, why, why do you want to get there? Yep. You know, because sometimes in order to get there, you have to, you have to do maybe a little bit more work than, than what you think uh, is going to be involved. You have to give up certain things, you know, like it's going to be a little bit more of a lifestyle 
you know, are you competing? Is there a competition? Like, like what is the why that you're trying to first kind of get to that? Because sometimes people are like, hey, I want to get down to, to the very minimal because that's what's healthy. And it's like, is it really for yeah, you and your lifestyle? Like, is it going to be sustainable? Like, is it going to affect like your your life, like your family, yeah. your kids, it's your career? Point, so yeah. like, first off, like make sure like that the reason why you want to go to a higher level and extreme level is tied to something that is not maybe necessarily temporary, but like a overall longer goal and track, you know, if you're, if you're trying to take yourself to a higher level, okay, I've been going to the gym, I've been working out for a little bit, you know, tracking different things. So you should be looking at, you know, I know we're talking about more about activity, but you better be doing something like when it comes to your nutrition, or else you're wasting all your time at the gym, you know, doing nothing, you know, like if you're spending all this time at the gym and, and then you're leaving there and you're going to Wendy's and, and getting a Dave's double, you're not really kind of taking yourself to that advanced. Yeah, Clay, I saw you there. I'm just kidding. Actually, I, I don't know. I can't remember the last time I ate fast food. But, uh, hey, bro, don't don't miss my dirty bulking. <laughs> but, so, you know, tracking things. Like, have you been tracking your workouts? Have you been tracking the sets, the amount of weight? Are you consciously aware mm-hmm. of where your ranges and things are? Okay, you need to start. You should be tracking that type of stuff. But then, like we talked about, if you're trying to take yourself to that next level and you haven't been there yourself before, you need a partner and find yes. someone that's 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 been there before. You know, like reach out to a Philip. Hey, he's he's been there. That's what he does. He helps people. You know, in that range, I reach out to him. You know, I got the Philip rule. He talks about like, hey, if it's not five, it don't count. You know, my goal is to bench 100 pounds over what I weigh. And when I didn't, when I wasn't doing five, I'm like, it don't count. And I write fail in my book. If I don't hit five, it's a fail. You know, so I'm getting to 100 pounds benching over my weight. But I got to do a set of five because that's when it counts, you know, to me. So partner with someone that has that is helping people at that higher level is at that higher level. And then do a little bit of research. You know, don't go don't don't click on the first person that pops up, you know, like in Facebook ads. They just paid more for advertising. That doesn't make them more credible, more knowledgeable. Who are they helping? Who have they who have they worked with? You know, does their personality align with, are they making it fun for you? Is this a miserable experience? Are you intimidated by them? You're never going to ask them questions. Make sure it's someone that you can work with. But those would be my tips. I know Philip's going to dive in more and I'm a, I want to save more time for him because I know this is his area of expertise. Yeah. So I think this, at this point, you know, we went from, we're just trying to get in better shape. We're trying to, you know, just start getting in the gym. Now we're like, okay, we're really going for a goal. So really setting that goal up for you. The biggest thing with the advanced level, which Kevin said, is tracking. It's going to be more on the nutrition side. Now we're going to talk about that in our uh, next part of our series. Mm-hmm. So I'm not yep. going to mention about that now. But yeah, just tracking food and stuff like that is, is going to be the biggest key, really to all the levels, but especially advanced level, is this is where you're really getting into the details, the nitty gritty of it all. So as far as your workouts, now figure out your goal. Are you trying to get stronger? If you're trying to get stronger, we're not over here doing 20 reps because we're not doing a lot of weight. If we're trying to sculpt, we're not doing two reps lifting a bunch of weight because that's not helping us sculpt. Now, you you do want to kind of go back and forth a little bit. So you're kind of doing a little bit of both, you know, really depending, again, on your goal. Do you want to look, you know, do you want to be super strong but look really jacked like a bodybuilder? There's, it's two different kind of workouts. I mean, you can kind of do both, but figure out what that goal is. If I want to do a lot of strength, there may be days where I do one reps, you know, one rep sets, do like four or five sets at one rep, but it's like, say 80% of your max or something. You know, I'm not, I'm not a power lifter, so I don't know the exact numbers on this, but you know, you're doing that or you're doing sets of five at say, you know, 60% of your max or something. But then you get the bodybuilder side where you're working out one specific muscle group that day and then you do all what they call accessory workouts would be like shoulders and biceps where power lifters they work on the big three squats bench deadlift and yeah they might do you know some other little exercises accessory exercises like you know instead of just doing a deadlift they're going to do some rows you know a bench they'll do some you know some uh flies you know they might throw in some curls there but they're mostly mostly focused on squat bench and deadlift where bodybuilders are focused on sculpting the muscles. So they're not focused on the strength. And then you have CrossFitters who are just crazy out of this world. They just throw stuff around and they're all flexible. No, but uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a CrossFitter. So I, I, I poke at them, but you know, they're focused on different things. 
And so it depends on what you want to go for, what kind of area of fitness you want to go for is what you need to focus on more at this point, going to that advanced level, really dialing in on exactly the kind of workouts you need to do. And this to me is where you're going to pair up with a coach. If you really want to be successful at this and, and really start being competitive at this, pairing up with a coach that's going to help you get to that next level. You don't necessarily have to, but especially if you're going like, you know, for a competition, a CrossFit competition, a powerlifting competition, you're going for a bodybuilding show, you're gonna, you, you need to have a coach. I mean, you need to have somebody guiding you along the way. It doesn't necessarily have to be a coach. I mean, it could, it could be somebody that's been there before that's just going to help you out, but it depends on how hungry you are for that goal. If you're just, hey, I want to do a bodybuilding show or I want to go to a powerlifting meet just to say I've done it, just to, to go and see how it is, then okay, maybe you don't need a coach. You don't need to spend the money on a coach. But if you're like, I want to go win that thing. I don't want to just go and attend. I want to win. Then getting that coach is going to be what you really need to do. Awesome. So just, just figure out what it exactly you want to do with your workouts. And I think you'll figure out that out before you get to that advanced level, just kind of figure out like, Hey, do I just want to be like super strong or do I want to be super sculpted or, or to me, CrossFitters are very, they're more well-rounded. They, they're strong. They're, you know, they are pretty sculpted. They're usually leaner because it's more intense exercises, you know, but what is it that you want from the gym? And again, kind of going back to your physique, what do you want to look like? I mean, is what, I mean, you look at it, a bodybuilder looks, you know, super, they do look super big, but they're also got the abs. They got, you know, mm-hmm. bulging muscles and they got power lifters. Some do have that, but most of them are, you know, just bigger and round, you know, they're rounder they're more square or whatever. And then if you got your CrossFitters who kind of, they're more athletic. So depends on what type of body style you want is the kind of workouts you need to do. And uh, last question here before we end it is uh, Kevin, um, are you, is what you do because because listen guys and everybody listen to this we have Philip and, and Kevin here that work with clients one on one they work with groups of people um, and they're helping them get fit so Kevin what what levels do you feel your your clients most fit in or your your client profile uh, best fits in yeah so I approach. Um, someone's goals from more of a nutritional and habit kind of standpoint. Um, I work with people that, I mean, the program, any, anyone from a 300 and I think 50 pound weight loss to five pounds. So if, if someone's looking for um, weight loss, help anyone from, I mean, any, any standpoint um, and not always weight loss, weight loss. Uh, work with a lot of people that, you know, they're, they're athletic, maybe marathon, things like that. And they're trying to figure out how to best support their body when it comes to nutrition. And my approach is to really take someone that is like, okay, like I need to get started, you know, like how, how do I get started? And I, I have an amazing program to, to simplify it and give you four components that I've never not seen it work for somebody. Yeah. And you're, 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 your before and after pictures you show are awesome. So that would put you in. So you feel like you're more of that, that beginner intermediate person can help. Yeah, those, beginner those two intermediate, I would say, you know, I, I, I've supported people that are at a higher level, but there's not, it's more or less kind of like tips and stuff like that. Okay. Um, at a higher level, you know, like that's not necessarily my ex- areas of expertise. I know about it, but I haven't experienced it myself. And I like to help people from a place that I've experienced. Absolutely. So I feel Absolutely. not that beginner intermediate I know more. I mean, obviously, like Philip talked about, like I don't consider myself. I'm not. I'm definitely not a meathead. But if someone asks me questions and I and I have the information, I definitely kind of share that. Yep. But I will usually point them in the direction of, hey, you want to, you if you're at this level, you want to go next level, you need to reach out, Philip. Like I'm gonna align them with the best person, um, you know, for that. So a lot of a lot of my stuff is kind of like that beginner, intermediate from a nutrition standpoint and habits and kind of setting people up for success in those areas. Awesome. Philip, what would you say you're at? That beginner, that intermediate, or that advanced? Yeah, I'm more at the intermediate advanced. More, more so advanced is what I like to work with. I mean, I can work with people that are at the intermediate level as well. I mean, obviously, I can work with that beginner as well, but I would point them more towards somebody like Kevin 
just because, you know, he's got more of the expertise. And, and at that level, to me, it's really more about, I mean, at all levels, really, but relating to the person and really being able to come from an understanding. Mm-hmm. I've never been crazy out of shape or anything. So I don't have that understanding of what it's like to need to lose like a hundred pounds. The most I've ever lost is about 40 pounds, but I got like super lean when I did that. So I wasn't coming from a place of, yeah, you got to watch it. You're going to be, you're going to be diabetic. So I I can't relate on that. And, you know, I know, I know Kevin wasn't diabetic when he was, you know, overweight, but you know, he can relate to that more And, and it really does ultimately come down to more nutrition than anything. So I focus a lot on nutrition as well, especially on that advanced level. Like I talked about really, dialing in that nutrition to help you get optimal on the results you're looking for as far as like getting stronger or getting, you know, bulgier muscles, you know, getting more cut, stuff like that. It's, it's more based on the nutrition. Obviously the workouts have to be there too, but it's more based on the nutrition. And, and, you know, Kevin mentioned he's never seen it not work. The reason why he's seeing his system never not work is because everybody's followed the system. So the same thing with my programs, they've never not worked for the people that actually follow them. But if they, if they get on my program and then they don't do the work, it doesn't work, but it's not because of my program. And, and that's why I said earlier with the nutrition, you know, there's no, there's no one way that's, that's correct because it's the one that you're actually going to stick to the one that you're going to do. So at the end of the day, you know, yeah, find the coach that's more along the lines of what you want to do. Awesome. And, and guys, thank you so much. We're going to end it here today. And I think it was a great conversation with, uh, with everybody here. It gives them tips, strategies, systems to be able to use for that beginner, that intermediate, that advanced. Uh, we got two options here, guys, as well, is be able to look at, hey, do I need help? Because one of the things is, is you get to a point where we don't know enough. And as men, we have to be able to ask the hard questions of ourselves and say, hey, do I need help? We like to fix. We like to do things ourselves. But guys, we can't do that all the time, especially with the one thing that's the most important to you is keeping your body right. Our bodies are number one foundation. It is what keeps everything else going. We got to keep it right. So if you were in that beginner, that intermediate stage, reach out to Kevin. If you want to get healthy, you want to put those systems in place. If you're then intermediate in that advanced place, go connect with Philip. Let's have these two guys be able to help us out. These are two good men doing great things all around the country and they want to help you out. So make sure you get in contact with them guys, Philip and Kevin. Thank you so much for being here this morning with me and sharing this information out next time. We're going to talk about nutrition. We're going to get in those things. I'm interested in that because that is my hardest spot. So thank you guys. Appreciate it. Have a kick-ass week. Have a great day. And we appreciate everybody. Thank you. Thanks, guys.